0: You can be seated. Amen. Amen. No one has to go fatherless. Amen. Cause he is a father to the fatherless. Amen. Man, anything you missing, listen to me, anything you missing, the Lord has come to make up for it. Yeah. Health, wealth, emotional, uh, uh, sickness, whatever. What anything you missing, Jesus came to make up for it. Man, you so positive Pastor the dude has just got the people saying this and that and that. Yeah! Because we want to change the mind of the people. People, you know, people say brainwashing is a bad thing, but the Bible says that we need to renew our mind by the washing of the water of the word. That means you need to change that dumb thinking, that substandard thinking that was on there before. And God said, you take the word and change it. So I say to myself, I don't give myself an opportunity to tell me who I am. I tell myself who I am. You got to learn how to do that. or you going to always be under the circumstance? See, some of y'all don't know what it's like to have a light bill threaten you. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like to say, I'm going to cut your power off in the middle of July and you and your wife and your kids and everybody in this house going to be sweating and choking because y'all can't breathe. Some of y'all never been through that. I haven't been through that. Some of y'all never been to a place the way you have to take a bath in a in a bowl. Me, big six foot, three me, 260 pound me, 255 because I'm losing weight. Right? In a big bowl with a with heating water with a coffee pot. You never had to be, you never been through that. Some of y'all never been through a situation where you and all your people living in one room and you have to make a sport out of chasing rats so the kids won't be scared. I done been through that. So have no respect for poverty. Have no respect for what I can't do. And celebrate 100% of the time everything that God can do when I get in the jail. Yeah. My passion comes from another place. If you ain't never needed it, you might not have no respect for it. But I know what it's like to need it. I know what it's like to need it I know what it's like to be putting bad health in your kids 24-7 Feeding them off the dollar menu We want, four, we want six hamburgers and six cokes We don't want no happy meal because we can't pay for that Everything you got for a dollar, let me get that Steady, pouring diabetes inside of my, my kids' veins Because you ain't got the money If you've never been through that, you don't understand my passion You don't understand my passion But I want you to understand something A worse thing than everything I just described That felt worse to me than anything else Than that Was not being able to do the things that God I felt God called me to do And I'm sick and I'm tired of it So for me, I wage war On anything that got to do with lack And anything that got to do with poverty From this day forward Now you make up your mind Whether you want to ride Because the anti-poverty bus is leaving today Hallelujah, Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. this morning, though, we're going to finish our, or go to the next place, I don't know if we're going to go next week, our series on camouflage Christianity, right? We've been talking about that for the last three weeks, and uh, men have gotten some great responses, this series has been a blessing to a lot of people. And one of the things that must be done if we're going to walk in any kind of blessing of God is that we have to be real with God, yeah. right? We have to be real. We can't be pretenders, right? And so today we're going to talk about God's, how serious God is about separation. But we're going to do a recap really quickly, uh letting everybody know what our series on Camouflage Christianity has been all about. And we've been talking about the fact that uh, that, that camouflage provides a cover, right? It allows you to be able to hide in the midst of a situation. We talked about different forms of camouflage. We talked about the camo that, that you can, you know, put different colors on yourself to, to blend in. If you look at the soldiers, they've got camouflage for when they're in the, the jungle. They've got camouflage for when they're in the desert. And everything allows you to blend in. You see some of these movies and you see the sniper in there and he's got this, they're in the snow and he's got this big white thing over him and, and nobody can see him hiding out in the snow. Well, camouflage provides cover. We've been talking about camouflage Christianity where people are in the midst of the body of Christ or in the midst of Christians, but they have, they have been only hiding out and pretending that they're being Christians, but they're not really doing the things that Christians do. Right. So we talked about the the fact that camouflage Christianity is not anything that is new. We talked about the first incident of camouflage Christianity that we ever saw or or this uh, this concept of trying to cover up your sins was Adam and Eve after the snake had had fooled them. And the Bible says that they took some fig leaves and they were going to hide themselves. Right. So they were going to cover it up on their own. But the Bible says that the only thing that can cover our sins is the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Right? So that's why that this uh, system of sacrificing these animals was only for a temporary time. The only thing that could really wash away the sin was the blood of Jesus. Right? So we talked about that. We talked about people in history, some of the guys that we are familiar with in the Bible, uh, who were operating as camouflage Christians. We talked about how Judas has sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. Right? So Judas was uh appeared to be like them, but he wasn't like them, right? Because everybody else was trying to pr- push and promote uh, Jesus and his ministry. When Jesus, uh, the Bible says of Judas that he kept the money bag and he was stealing out of the bag, right? And so we, uh, we talked about Achan. Uh, uh, that was, uh, that was with Joshua and how the Lord said when they, when they took that first battle, don't keep none of the spoils. And all of those spoils are mine. And the Bible says that Achan took, uh, he said it when he saw a goodly Babylonian, Babylonian garment. And I think it was some silver or something to that degree. And the Bible says that he took it and he placed it among his own stuff. So he camouflaged the stolen goods amongst his stuff. Now, Aiken, everybody was supposed to be on the same page, but Aiken was not on the same page, and so therefore he didn't he, he didn't listen. He was acting like them, he was acting like he was with them, but there was something different in his heart. Yeah. Right? So this concept of, of of people be uh hiding out amongst you in, or they say hiding in plain sight and not really being the way you are, this is not something new. This is this has gone on uh for, for time after time. And the worst thing that you want to be is a camouflage Christian. The body of Christ uh, has taken so much heat for what people call fake Christians, right? When you watch movies, they always portray the preacher as the butt of the joke. The preacher is the one sneaking around doing some, something. He's sleeping with the woman. He's doing this, that, and the other. My grandmother, uh, I went to see my grandmother. She had her 96th birthday uh, this week. And so we went to go see her over her, her house and she was telling me every time I go, she tells me something different that she's never told me about her childhood. And so she told me uh, about this preacher and she said that there was a, a preacher in their town and um, uh, it, it, uh, they, she had some friends and they had reporters that a preacher is, is uh, sneaking out on his wife with this woman. And so then the, the friend said, OK, well, I'm gonna invite you all over to the house and uh, so the 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 woman the married woman who the preacher was messing around with didn't know that uh, that that they were coming to the house So they go over there And uh, and, and you know little, little little shotgun house over there Straight through And so somebody opened up the door to the room And there the preacher is Laying on the bed Not nude or anything like that But he's laying on the bed At some other woman's house While the husband's at work And his wife's somewhere else Camouflage Christianity Right? Sneaking around The preacher's the butt of the jokes Because of camouflage Christians They make fun of Christians Because we won't hold the line Because we won't be real And so they always got something to say about us they make movies and people don't like us, you know, because we, we, we put that reputation on ourselves, Right. And so why you say we, 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 pastor, we, because we all family, we in it together. Right. And so we, we've done this. And so that's the, one of the worst things because Jesus is the most important thing in the world. The one thing that we can't, uh, we can't, that can't be artificial. He has to be real. Right. So everything connected to him needs to be real. There need not be no artificial Christians in the midst. Right. And I understand it's one thing to struggle with something. Everybody has something that they struggle with, but we don't want to stay in that place of struggle and stay in that place of fraudulence. Amen. Because you can't get blessed being a fraud. Right. You have to be sincere. And so you, you have to uh, uh stop all of these things that. Uh, of acting, of coming in, acting like a Christian. It, the Bible talks about having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And so, it's not enough to come in with your speech and know how to say amen and praise the Lord and know all of the worship and the praise song and come in with a big hat cocked to the side, you know, in and in a nice looking dress and come walking. That's not enough, right? Just for you to look like a Christian, but you need to act like one, amen. right? Because hey, listen, everybody can come in here. Even a parakeet can can say what he heard somebody else say. Right. You think they can talk and you think it's his original speech, but he ain't doing nothing but mimicking something he heard somebody else say. For us, it has to be, go deeper than being a parakeet. It's not enough for you to walk in the church and, and act like a Christian and everybody else thinking you acting like a Christian. And then you go home and you got all kind of sneaking and jumping off that you think don't nobody know about. Well, maybe we don't know about it, but the Lord see everything that you do. Yeah, he does. Amen. And so, yeah, we, we, we usually don't come at you this hard. This is not how we roll. If this is your first time here, you say, man, this, this dude busting at the people in here. Now, nah, don't, I don't think I've ever done this in my five years here, but it's a season to bust at some people this morning. We got to unload all the clips in here this morning to stop people from carrying on the way they've been carrying on. So this is just a series. We're going to go back to exhorting as we started off with. Sometimes you have to rebuke. Sometimes you have to exhort. This is a rebuke message. We'll go back to the exhortation afterward. I told you we're going to stop you and help you come out. Out of poverty, that's exhortation, right? So we go going to the money, we're going to get over to the healing, we're going to go back to the good marriages, but right now we got to tell you, you got to stop tripping before we can get to any of that other stuff. We're going to get back to the, we're going to get back to the positive stuff. Right now we got to get this other stuff here. So let's go right now, this morning, our first scripture that we're going to go to. Uh, let's go back. Let's let's go back over Ezekiel chapter eight, verse twelve. That's a good place to start. Ezekiel eight, verse twelve. Ezekiel eight, twelve. When I started this, I said, "Man, this is very, very, very strong scripture here." <clears throat> Ezekiel eight, twelve, and thirteen. And I'm going to read from New Living Translation this morning. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, I have seen what the leaders of Israel are doing with their idols in dark rooms. Right. So here again is some people in the darkness, under the cover of darkness, under the cover of this camouflage, thinking that they're getting away with something. It says they are saying the Lord doesn't see us. He has deserted our land. The Lord, then the Lord added. Come, and I will show you even more detestable seeing the knees. So you have a group of people that think that God's gone. For some reason, they, I don't know why they thought he was gone, but they say he's not seeing us, right? So in, in dark places, they thought they were carrying on things that the Lord had no idea what was going on. I want you to understand, and I want you to know something. It don't matter who don't know what you got going on when you're by yourself. The Lord sees you, and that's why you ought to do Right? Just because of the Lord. It don't matter. I tell people all the time, people, I talk to people and they, if they find out I'm a pastor or something like that, and they, they, they start cussing in front of me, they say, oh, 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 sorry, Rev. I say, oh, man, do what you do. Be you. Don't stop cussing because of me. You need to do right because of him. I ain't got no hell to put you in or heaven to let you in. Don't, don't straighten up because of me. You know, and I, that's, that's what it is. I heard people cuss before. I'm 48 years old. You know, if that's, if that's you, do you. Right? Make a real change. Don't don't hide it in front of me. And then when I leave, go to fire and off and do what you do. Right? So people always think that they're getting away with something. But I want you to understand something. That there's no place that God can be kept out of. Right? Amen. And so not, not God, he's not going, you know, send you to hell because you cuss. You know, or because you got these things going on. But the, the point that we're trying to make is that God wants to help you fix it. Amen. Right? That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to condemn you. We want you to be, we want you to be sincere. Because secret sin, you know who secret sin hurts most? Don't hurt the Lord most. It hurt you the most. Right? It hurts you because you going around with a lack of confidence in what God's willing to do for you. Your faith doesn't work properly when you're running around with secret sin. You, if you, if you have a conscience, unless you're, uh, what do they call these people? These uh, serial killers, they don't have no, 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 what, what, what do they call it? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, psychopath. That's, that's close to Unless you're a psychopath or something like that, you just sociopath, but one of them two old paths. That's, that's what it is. Unless you just don't really care, right? Then, then, then you exempt from emotions. But man, really, I think most people want to do right and most people want to do good. But you can't just be skipping around. And see, today, we live in a society, a church society to where you know, I mean, you come into church and, and they got, you know, it's, it's dark in there. I don't, I'm not knocking none of that, right? I mean, maybe we switch the lights up at some point, the aesthetics in here. I'm not saying it. But we live in a, in a way, in a place right now where church is, and it's like a concert when you come to church, and all of the preachers is cool, every last one of them, right? It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter how short or how tall you are. Everybody want to be cool. Right. And so uh, that's the environment. So when you come in churches now, hip It's cool. It's a concert. Hey, man, you know, the preachers wear hip glasses and stuff like that. Uh, it's a cool place. And so you come into that environment thinking that cool is the takes the precedence. But cool ain't the number one thing. Yeah. Right. Holiness is the number one thing. On. Being right with God is the number one thing. I mean, take me, for example. I'm cool and I don't have to work it up. Right? And I don't need no glasses to help me either. Right? And so, cause I'm me. That's why. You know what I mean? I'm just me. There's no extra to it. But, but, but the coolness is not the first thing. Right? It's about, it's about having a sincere love for God and that leads you to an obedience of God. Right? That's the number one thing. So it's not about, you know, cause we fellowship a lot. We eat and we're gonna like, we're gonna fellowship today. We're gonna go over there and watch some football and we're gonna yell. Yeah, so you get to see a human side of us. Right? Because we all, we went to the Texans game the other night. Uh, thank you to the Mooskins. We went out to the Texans game and you know, and we sat down and we cheered and this and that and the other. And I had drunk ladies sitting next to me. You know, I'm serious, man. I'm like, ma'am, I don't know you to be up on me like that. You know what I mean? And so, but she, she, you know, they was putting them, them beers away. I don't know how much they put them beers. You know, $10, $12 a piece. I mean, a person go to the game and spend $200 on some beer. But her and her husband, she all up on me. I'm like, sister, you know, for really? You know, so we we like to have fun and we go in environment. You didn't see that lady, did you? <laughs> so we, we like to have fun and we go in environments, right? But, it, but but let's understand something. When I go in an environment like that, uh, you know, uh, whatever that might be, whether it's a football game or, uh, or wherever, basketball game, something like that, I don't conform to the situation. So I'm not like, you know, I don't see nobody I know here. Let me get one of them uh, Bud Light Platinums too. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't conform in environment just because I don't see nobody. I know that God see me, right? You know what I mean? I know that God see me. We have been talking, uh, we just got finished a, a marriage, uh, uh, series here. And so, uh, just quite a lot of marriage ministry been going on, but it's another one of them situations to where, uh, we, we openly discuss that, uh, that, that even though you married, you may be attracted to some other person, Right. And so, uh, you know, that, that does not give you the license, you know, to pursue the other person. Right? Just because you're attracted to them. So you look, hey, look, my, my person, my significant other ain't here. Uh, what you talking about? What's your name? How you doing? This, that, and the other. And, and all going down the road of pursuing somebody that ain't your person. Right? That's camouflage Christian. Then you roll back over here and be like that old brother like my grandmother was talking about, the sneaky preacher. And everybody in the town after that ruined his reputation. No, we're not doing that. we try to do it right. We're going to do the right thing whether my wife is, right, is there, my friends are there, nobody can't see, see me. It don't matter if I'm in uh, Alaska somewhere. You know, and nobody sees me. I'm talking about just, just five or six people in there. No, we're going to do right because God is in Alaska. Amen. Amen. We're going to do right. It's not about being sneaky. It's about doing the right thing. Yes, amen. Because we want, we want the blessing of God to be on our life. Right? And we want to be a good example. We do not want to cause other people to stumble by acting like a half or a part-time Christian. Situation. Yeah. And again, you're going to make mistakes. Nobody's going to hold that against you. But we need to make it right. Amen. We need to get together and make it right, right? Because there are people counting on you. There's people looking at you. They are looking at your relationship with God and your relationship with God is ministered to them until you prove to be a fraud Christian. And they say, oh man, I thought they was different. They're just like the other people. Amen. Let's, uh, I think this scripture is worth going over again too. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9 and then we'll go on down to where we need to be for this morning. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 9. It says this. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. But denying the power thereof. We hear that scripture a lot. But what does it mean to us, right? Right? That, what, what does that mean to us we forget again because we don't really talk about hell fire and brimstone no more They used to be all the preachers talked about the preacher come in and he's got a handkerchief and a suit and you, most time the preachers don't wear sharp suits they be ugly suits because they don't got no fashion so he come in with that handkerchief and that ugly suit and that bad hairdo that he think is cool and he start preaching about how y'all finna go to hell. Matter of fact, might have a flamethrower in the pulpit just to start going down the aisle. Ah, ah, I'm gonna get y'all out first. You know? And that's, that's just what it used to be about. The preacher talked about going to hell. We don't to really talk about that no more because everybody wants to be exhorted. wants to be uplifted and encouraged. Right? I want to tell you how God's got a blessing. Lift up your hands and you're gonna get a blessing. Right? You might need to close your mouth to get the blessing, right? Stop saying some of the stuff you've been saying. Stop going some of the places you've been going, you know? So we, we don't want to hear about that, right? But the Bible says denying having a form of godliness but denying the power. What power is that? The power of God to check you Yeah, come on. if you don't stop tripping, right? He already spoke it. Yeah. If you don't cut that out, something's going to go down for you. I have spoken it. My words are full of power. You need to stop it. Right? There was the lyrics to a song some years back. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right? <laughs> the, the power to, 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 to stop you. If you, don't, if you don't stop it, the power of something bad to happen. We don't want to be that person having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Let me tell you something. Before I became a Christian... And all my time out in the world, I'm, and the penitentiary, whatever, I'm not, I'm not me being in the penitentiary, thank the Lord, right? But, but all of my time out in the streets, this, that, and the other, the thing that we hated the most was a church fraud. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I would be around killers, drug dealers, and bad actors. But if some, somebody real, like some, somebody's mama came in or something like that, they was taking off their hats, respect, ma'am, yes, ma'am. In a room full of bad actors. Yes ma'am. Yes ma'am. Right? Or, or, the, or, or God, people have respect for God. If somebody come up and start talking to you about God, you ain't talking about, I don't got time for that. Ain't it right, PB? You, 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 you listen. Respect, I respect that. I'm not living right right now, but respect that. Right? And so, I mean, and then when you find somebody else that was a fake, it's like you scum of the earth. Why are you playing with God? Because people understood that God got power. God's word already has spoken over and it'll shut you down from playing with God. Don't, don't, don't play with God. We understood that. But today, because church is so cool, and we want our church to be cool. <laughs> we do. But we don't want you to be cool at the expense of the way you don't have no respect for God. Yeah, yeah. Amen? Don't deny the power thereof. God is still in control. I don't care how cool your church is. Separation God is serious about separation Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 2 Corinthians chapter 6 Verse 14 We're going to go through verse 18 And then we're going to go to uh, Exodus chapter 32 And I think we're going to end there 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. And it says this, and this is the uh, New Living Translation verse 2 do not team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony, and, and really they, they can't. They can't they can't live together. They can't. Because what the whole deal is if you're gonna team up with, with darkness, there got to be some darkness in you too that like that, that darkness yeah, in them. Right. Man, let me tell you something. In, in any environment, in any environment, and this is what I've seen, if you got two people that are dealing with the same thing and you put them in a room full of 100 people, they're going to wind up making their, their way together yep. because that's, that's just how it go. If you, so, so listen, if you team up with a, uh, somebody, you, you talking about, well, hey, no, nah, this is this, this. Man, it's some of that in you. If you, I'm talking about in some kind of serious covenant with somebody and, and, dark. That means you don't mind. It's not offensive to you. That means I'm alright with this to a degree. Now, I might not be 100% alright with it, but a part of you is alright with it. Amen. And so he said, don't team up with them. Don't be alright with it. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? There is no harmony. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there uh, be between uh, God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. He said come out from amongst Separate yourself Don't be like them Don't be hiding amongst them Right because what happens When you hide amongst them You wind up siding with them I'll give you an example When Jesus was going through The whole crucifixion time They had came and got him And Peter was following behind And what did he end up That dude, hey, 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 bruh. Ain't you one of them? No. And I'm just here warming my hands by the fire. I don't know that, brother. <laughs> hey, you, you your speech betray you talk like one of them. You with Jesus. Look, man, I done told you. That ain't my people. And 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 uh the Bible said that, that Peter had some harsh words for him to persuade them of the lie that he was telling. So just in that small amount of time, being around that group of people made a change in Peter the way he denied Jesus Christ. It don't matter how long you're around the folks, hanging out. Listen, now you got to go around, I'm not telling you don't go to work. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, the pastor say, I can't be around unbelievers, at my job. I got to quit and find a, a Christian job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about you hanging out with them. Building relationship and stuff like that. Yeah, we got, You ain't, how you gonna minister to anybody if you don't have some kind of folks around you that ain't saved? There you go. But, but I'm talking about you, look here, we going out, we hanging out. Man, some of that stuff gonna rub off on you. Mm-hmm. We going and hanging out with other folks. It's, it's gonna be like that. That's, that's the way it's gonna be. Amen? So we don't wanna, we don't wanna do that. We wanna separate ourselves. We wanna come out from among them. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 32, verse 16. Talking about separation. God is serious about separation. You know, one thing I thought about before I read that, and I want to talk to young people that are single. I want to talk to young people that are single. I want you to imagine. <coughs> needed a prop. Oh, it's heavy. Yes, yeah, all right. <laughs> I want you to imagine the person that you, somebody that you meet. Ryan and Felicia, y'all come here, please. I need your help with this one here. Sorry, Felicia. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. Hold his bag, Ryan. Felicia, you stand right there. Okay, so I want you to see this. Now let's let's just imagine that they just met. <laughs> they just met. Perfect example. See, he doing that smiling. You know what I mean? Here come the game. Smiling. Look at him. Did he do like that when y'all first met. Did he do that when y'all first met. The smiling that you no, like. he that? me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay, so listen. Okay. Listen. So it can go either way. Now every time let's say that, that Ryan but just for the sake of the bag is heavy, we're gonna make Ryan hold it. We're gonna do a team up Let's say for the sake let's say that she goes every every time Ryan come around they're gonna go on a date. That Ryan show up with that bag right, everywhere they go, you know, walk that way boy, read my mind okay. right, walk that way and come back so every time that they go on a date he show up with that bag right no, no, nah nah, keep it to yourself keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself okay, stop right there so so they done went on, you know, three or four days is that and the other, and he got that bag right and so then, you know, she really is feeling him, she's like, oh well, hey, look, this is gonna be my man whatever, we're gonna get together and so he's still carrying around that bag. You get you am know going? Mm-hmm. At some point, she needs to know what you got in that bag. Oh, right. Period, Period Pooh. I need to you can't keep coming around with me with that bag. I need to know what's in that bag. Because every time you show up, you got that bag in your hand. <laughs> right? That this bag represents baggage. Now, the same way, if you started dating somebody and they go around with a bag like that, you' gonna to want to know what's in the bag. But we will hook up with somebody, stand in front of the preacher, and say "I do," and you don't know what kind of baggage is in them. And so then, when you get to the house with them, right? When you get to the house with them, and they, uh, you know, y'all done moved in or whatever this that, and the other, and you ain't never looked in the bag, and all of a sudden uh, uh, the bag fall over. And anger come out. Ooh, I didn't know you had that. Anger roll out the bag. And then once you go over there to go pick the bag up and find the anger, you go ask them about the anger, abuse jump out the bag. See, listen, single people, single people, listen to me. Listen. You got to know what's in the bag before you move them in the house. You can't, you can't move in here with that, you're carrying that bag around. Open up the bag of your heart and let me know what's going on in there. Because the last thing I need you to do is, after, we, after my heart's invested and all this stuff start coming out the bag. Yeah. And then my married people in here know that I'm telling you the truth. Oh, that we didn't do that. See, it's, it's baggage that my wife had. I should have knew before I hooked up with her. Man, look. I'm just joking. That's a joke. I think the pastor's serious. <laughs> But every one of us, if you married, your spouse got some baggage. You need to launch an investigation yeah. to know what kind of baggage you're working with. And you say, well, hey, look, I met him at church. I have a friend of mine. His daughter met a guy and this guy was in the ministry, a young minister, yeah, w- worship leader. And his, his daughter wound up marrying this guy. And so it, it was months until they found out that this guy was beating his daughter. My friend's a pastor. The daughter grew up in church. This dude's a worship leader, but he was beating the daughter. The worship leader beating the daughter. Camouflage. I need to know what you got in that bag. We're not hiding it. Before I go any further with this thing, thank you. I'm gonna sit down. As a side note, single people, y'all owe me one for that one. I want y'all to I want y'all to always remember that. And when you when you see somebody, you become interested in them. You need to ask them questions. Are you crazy? Yeah. Are you Are you crazy? Are you going to act crazy with me? You know, I'm serious. You you need to delve into some family history, some stuff like that. Go around their people. You need to spend. Listen, hey, they, I'm telling you, they packing that bag around everywhere y'all going. I need to know about you. I need to know what you got in that bag. Amen. Are we there? At Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Starting at verse one. We're going to finish with this. God and the separation. When the people saw that Moses was so long and coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come and make us gods who will go before us. As for the fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we do not know what's happened to him. Aaron answered them, take off the gold earrings uh, that your wives and your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron and he took what they handed to him and made it into uh, an idol cast in the shape of a calf fashioning uh, it with a tool and they said these are your gods Israel who brought you up out uh, out of Egypt when Aaron saw this he built an altar in front of the calf and announced tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord so the next day the people rose early and sanctified the burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings afterward they sat down to eat and drink and go out and indulge in reverie And the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away what I commanded them uh, and have made themselves an idol and cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said unto Moses, and they are a stiff necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and so that I may destroy them. Then I will make unto you a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord, uh, his God, his God. And he said, why should your anger burn against your, your people whom you have brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it is with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn your face from uh, fi- from anger, turn your turn turn from fierce anger, relent and do not bring disaster upon your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, whom you swore by your own self. I will make the descendants numerous as the stars in the sky, and will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and I will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring the people th- his people the disaster he had threatened and Moses turned and went down the mountain uh, with the two tablets that of covenant uh, uh, the law of the covenant law in his hands and they were inscribed on both sides from front to back and the tablets were the work of God the writing was the writing of God engraved on tablets when Joshua heard the noise the people shouting he said unto Moses there's a sound of war in the camp and Moses replied it is not the sound of victory it is not the sound of defeat it is the sound of singing that I hear so they had a humongous party going on. Moses had took off to go and 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 be in the presence of God, right? Took Joshua with him to some degree, right? Well, I don't know if he went all the way, but he went to some point. So Moses goes up there and, and the people, because, listen, they had no relationship with God. And they had a proper relationship with God themselves. As soon as Moses disappeared for a few minutes, they back off doing what they was doing before. Right. So then here comes Moses back down the mountain and he says, you know, they hear a bunch of noises, war going on. He said, no, that's not war. They partying down there. Right. So Moses is right hand man. Right. Nobody's exempt from camouflage. Moses, right hand man, Aaron. The people say we got a problem. We don't have nobody to worship. Aaron said, give me the stuff that God gave us. Give me God's resources and let me make something for us to worship and so he had crafted this thing with God's resources for them to worship so then here comes Moses back down the mountain when Moses approached the camp he saw the calf and the dancing his anger burned he threw the tablets out of his hands breaking them in pieces at the foot of the mountain and he took the calf and the people he made and burned them with fire and the uh, then the ground to powder and scattered it into the water and made the Israelites drink it and he said that was rough wasn't it yeah. right and he said to Aaron what did these people do to you and, uh, that you led them in such great sin. Do not be angry with me, my lord. Aaron answered, you know, uh, you know how prone these people are to evil. So he, he do not want to take his blame. He, don't, he didn't have nothing to do with it. They said to me, make us gods who will, who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. So I told him, whoever has any gold or jewelry, take it off. And they gave me the gold and I threw it into the fire and this, and out came this calf. Is he just lying? He lied, right? And this boy, this is the right hand man. Nobody is exempt from being a camo Christian, right? Uh, verse 25, Moses saw that the people were running wild and Aaron had let them get out of control and so became the laughing stock of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance of the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And the Levites railed to him. Then he said to them This is what the Lord God of Israel says Each man strap a sword on his side Go back and forth to camp From one end to the other Each killing his brother and friend and neighbor The Levites did as Moses commanded And that day about 3,000 other people died And Moses said You have been set apart That's what we started at, right? You have been set apart to the Lord today And you were against your own sons and brothers And he, uh, and he has blessed you you this day, right? So here is here is the the situation. Here, God is so serious about the separation. God said, "Today, y'all fixing to pick all of you camouflage Christians to the left. Hmm. Everybody on my team get on this side. Then his team is start handing our swords." Now this is almost this is rated R right now, Uh-oh. right for violence, right? But every listen, every. Every movie Christian movie is not family friendly. No. So God said, look here, you just whoever ain't on this side, go to stabbing. And it was like the movie 300. Ha, 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 ha. They own family members, anybody that ain't on God's side, God say today is a separation day. We're going to separate the contenders from the pretenders. We're going to separate the real from the fake today. Everybody that's not on my side, I don't care if they're your relatives, whatever. We're getting rid of them. This is how serious that the Lord was about people being true to who they were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, not lukewarm. I'll spit you out of my mouth. The Lord wants us to be sincere people. This now, you know, we don't see in the New Testament they're going around stabbing people up and stuff like that. And we're not going to do none of that in the church this morning. <laughs> but I want you to understand we read this to make a point. That again, when Jesus tells stories or things happening in the Bible, this, this is how strongly God felt about that. Yeah. That they went to stabbing folks. He said, You're against your brother, you against your neighbor, you against your son. Whoever's on God's side, come over here. The rest of y'all, with all of this foolishness and, and hypocritic nonsense y'all be on this side the Lord is serious about separation he's serious about us being true to who he is And they they said in the passage we just read he said y'all set apart we're not like them and it amazes me that in church a lot of people don't get that they don't understand they think it's okay to be doing what everybody is doing it's not okay to be doing what everybody else is doing if it's wrong Right. right it's not okay and you're not going to get blessed that way you have to pick a side. Are you going to be on the Lord's side? Or are you going to be on the devil's side? You say, oh, pastor, you mean to say if I'm not on the Lord's side, I'm on the devil's side? I'm not saying that. That's all over the Bible. Choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? The Lord wants you to make a choice. He's not going to twist your arm. He's not going to make you do it. But he's urging you. He said, look, I want to bless you. Pick pick me. Take me. I don't know if we're going to revisit this next week. This might be my last one for this one. So I'm, a, I'm going to take at this point, I'm going to say this. I have been blessed. Because I have done my best to keep it real with God. I have been blessed. That means I went above and beyond when I've done things that I didn't want to do. I've done things uh, against my flesh desires. Right. I'm not perfect. I'm human being just like everybody else. But I have experienced unusual blessings because of my unusual dedication to God. The Bible says whatever measure you meet withal, it will be measured unto you again. If you want to have un- experience unusual blessing, unusual favor, unusual, unusual circumstances, if you want to see that kind of stuff happen in your life, you have to have unusual dedication to God. Amen. The Bible says this, it says all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. That means, yeah, we have certain liberties, but that don't mean that you always ought to take the liberties that we have. You have to be accountable to people that are around you. You don't just do everything. Yeah, you know, maybe you you can watch this. Maybe you can listen to this, but maybe you shouldn't be doing that right now.